Hey there, welcome to the Ambition to Impact podcast with me, your host, Alexandra Bombanet. I'm an executive coach, trainer, and facilitator, and I'm slightly obsessed with finding ways that help ambitious, talented people get seen, get heard, and get more out of their professional and personal life through confidence, influence, and a healthy level of high performance. Because When we recognize our unique and remarkable impact, we as humans, we deliver our very best. And not just for us, not just for the companies we work for or we own, but for the world at large. Call me an optimist. Here today, we are talking with Maria Macklin. Maria Macklin is an image consultant from the House of Colour, and I've invited her here today to really talk about how we can embody uh, physically (laughs) and uh, creatively show people the impression that we want to make and really help connect with that first impression about what we want people to think about us or feel about us. And and it's really interesting, of course, because for the last... uh, little while people have been so used to being at home um i have to admit i've gotten used to delivering talks and uh, conferences and presentations here in the my my wonderful office without any shoes on and i'm wondering how i'm going to do that out in the real world but equally um for me i i actually love to because of what i'm about and what i do it is very important for me for people to have a real sense of what I'm about to deliver. Um, so I, you will find, if you go to any video of me online, or if you've been to any of my events or when I'm teaching, you will most likely see me in some sort of brightly coloured top. Now, it was really interesting because um, a while ago, uh, my from <laughs> um, a bit of a cohort from my, my when I was doing my diploma, something a conversation came up where they said Alex we associate you with the color red you're always wearing something bright red and I found that really interesting because I mean even at the moment I'm actually wearing a bright blue top um, which is very much on my brand but I tend to have bright blue bright pink bright orange bright red um, because they're energetic and it sparks confidence and um, and it's bright and I and I it helps me also to feel and get into the momentum of how I how I feel I want to show up for you guys and for my clients. So, and it is that element of how do we want to show up? How does it make us feel internally, the what we wear and what we do? And equally, what impression does it give? To other people. Now, this conversation with Maria is um, goes a little bit geeky. I warn you, um, but it's really fascinating because we think it's just clothes, don't we? But we do cast aspersions, we do make judgments, and we do feel a sense of camaraderie when we wear these uniforms, these costumes, and so we we almost get a bit anthropological in the sense of, well, why is the suit? the vision of professionalism um, what uh, how when we come together does this um, 
does this kind of bring us all to a state of yes we are here to deliver professional work um and and equally because i work with a lot of uh, tech or fintech or financy accounting companies it's almost become the uniform uh, or the professionalism to be in you know a, a branded or a colorful t-shirt and some funky platform trainers uh, which i do have i have my i have trainers specifically for work and and things like that so if i'm over at a you know kind of like a, a summit or conference it's a case of oh is this a what type of finance world am I in? Am I in the stilettos and, and you know, kind of high heels and suit get up? Or am I in a t- in the T-shirt and funky jeans and trainers combo? And it really does depend. It's like, who's going to connect with me? Who do I want to connect with me? And, and ultimately, is this authentic to me as well? Um, and showing people who I really am and what I'm about and feeling comfortable in, and confident in myself so be interesting to think about what you wear what are the differences what do you feel confident in what do you feel comfortable in um, and what do you want to show people uh, in terms of who you are and how do you want people to feel about you so I really hope you enjoy this episode um, with Maria she gives some great advice and things that I've never never even thought about so as I say it gets a bit anthropological in terms of what does a belt actually mean or how can we go from formal to casual really quickly and who does this really well in the kind of professional world so we talk about for instance um people like Barack Obama and how we associate his look and and what it means when we see it so um enjoy the podcast I hope it goes well and uh have a great one and now you don't be self-conscious about what you're wearing now I bet you're having a look going, oh, look at my shoes, look at my clothes. But do notice what you notice about other people. So next time you're on your Zoom call or having a meeting, start to think what judgments are you maybe not aware of that you're making right at that moment about clothing? What impression does it give you? What judgments do you make about their expertise or knowledge or status um, and how that resonates in the meeting. That's always the best way to do it is reflect on how you process information and just start to be, start to be a bit wide awake, start to be a bit aware of that. Okay, let's get started. Today I have a very special guest. I've brought on Maria Macklin from House of Colour. Maria is an image consultant. And one of the really big questions I wanted to ask today is how much or how important is image in especially a digital world to help us be at our most productive, to help make an impact and to help us in our careers? So hello, Maria. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Alex. What Nice to be here. So could you give us a bit of a background about you and, and what exactly is an image consultant? Okay, my, my purpose is that I help people connect who they are on the inside to how they show up on the outside. And when those two are aligned, the people who meet them perceive them in the right way. So you're not trying to be something you aren't. You always will be authentic. You will always be consistent. 
And when you walk into a room, people understand what, to, what they're going to get. It's like a, a packaging on, a, on a, your favorite brand. Think about your favorite brand. And you know when you see the packaging, you know what you're going to get. You know what the quality is going to be. You know that it's going to be reliable because you get what you got the last time. When we package ourselves consistently, we are like a brand. We're like people can, can rely on us. When we change that or when we turn up as something we're not, then people see through that very quickly and the authenticity is lost. It's interesting you say that. So were we talking about personal brands in terms of that label? Is that what we call it? Uh, yes, some, yes, we call it personal brand. And you know, branding has a very long history. Branding started out when, when farmers grazed their cattle on common land. They're now called commons. Um, and they had to distinguish their cattle from other people's cattle. So they branded their cattle or their livestock. And that was where branding started. And then we moved into company brands where values were picked and put upon a company. So a company would decide we're going to be the best automotive company and we're going to be sleek and we're going to be powerful and we're going to be safe. And then we moved into personal brand and personal brand isn't, you can't take words and slap them on yourself. You've got to develop and discover what is there because your personal brand is already there, but not everybody understands what that is. Um, and so when we work with people, when I work with people, we uncover and we unwrap what that is, what do you stand for, how you show up, and what are the values that are core to you that you want other people to get very quickly. When you understand that and you show up as that, you can build trust much more quickly. You, have to, you don't have to work as hard, and neither does your audience, whether it's a single audience or a, a group of people. They don't have to work as hard to understand who you are and where you're coming from. It's very powerful when, when it's aligned, when everything is aligned. Do you know, that's, it's really interesting as well, because uh, a lot of our listeners are in very technical fields. So accounting, finance, tech, banking, um, insurance, and these quite uh, almost, as soon as I say that, I think of blue, of course, because this is a quite a strong color in those areas. But what we've seen over the last few years is this emergence of I'm, I'm going to say fintech, I'm going to go there, and, and modern technology, SaaS companies. Um, and there is a very, very clear image. And, and actually, I know a few of my clients actually struggle with this because it's a case of how smart do I go in terms of who am I representing? Am I representing me? Am I re representing the brand of my organization or the company that I'm with? Oh, there are so many questions to get right. Where do we even start when it comes to trying to figure this out? You start with you. You have to start with you. If you don't show up authentically to you, then you know, you, you're never going to get it right. You, you do have to consider your company brand, what your company stands for. And if they have provided you with guidelines, you need to do that. Um, guidelines on how to show up are becoming less and less common. People are leaving you to your own devices. So for some people, that leaves life a little bit harder because there's more stress attached to that. For other people, it's liberated them from being in a corporate uniform. Um, and so they're being allowed to put their personality into their clothes a lot more. So there are advantages and disadvantages at the moment. My um, my guideline or my advice is always when you're talking about smart casual to focus on the smart. Uh, you can be relaxed smart. 
You should never go into shabby or sloppy. You should never look undergroomed. You should always show up with your client in mind. How are they going to perceive you? What are the words that you want to leave them with when you've left the room? And, and those words might only be four. So, so my, my key words are neat, um, edgy, structured. I like to be structured. Um, and modern, and I don't, and, and those are the words that I tend to use to show up with all the time, because no matter where I am, those are the words that apply to me, and I like that. It, it take, took me a long time to get there, but there are, there are words that apply to different people, which is why we don't, we're not all the same. We have, you have to show up as you first. I really like that. Um, I haven't, I've never thought about words um, but I feel like I've got almost like an unspoken theme to how I show up so people know it's me. Like, um, uh, I'll always wear lipstick. I'll always wear a bright colour lipstick, either a pink or a red. Um, and to be honest, that's more about how I feel, I think. Like, it's my... Uh, it's I don't know, like my... Yeah, I'm getting... I'm ready, you know. it's. I think, especially because... Um, when I used to work in theatre and film performance, uh, you know, you get your your kind of war paint on, yeah. <laughs> and get ready. And that was like, right, we are prepared. We are ready. Like everything's set for the day. And There's you're a huge psychology behind that. So let me come back to that. Yeah. Oh, really? What is yeah. it? Well, you finish what you're going to say first, if you like. Well, and then I'll come I was going to say bright colours because I'm, I'm, you know, in terms of impact is a big word for me and and that. And for me, uh, it is, I mean, even for, for those of you who will be watching this at some point on video, um, you know, I have cut bright colours in my background. I'm very uncharacteristically uh, wearing a pattern today. But again, it was a pattern I was drawn to because it's got quite bold um and graphic colors I would I never wear I, I don't you know it's I tend to just wear bold colors as in no no prints so for me it's quite mm -hmm. a uncharismatic what am I trying to say characteristic uncharacteristically me um but so what I have struggled with though sometimes is that balance between um casual and smart casual and I know um as I was saying, a few of my clients actually as well with this, because I work with fintech. So for instance, I'll go to um, a conference and I have to say, it's been quite a relief the, in the last few years to be able to um, legitimately wear sneakers <laughs> or trainers. But I now have my work trainers that are, you know, very smart, um, very, very cool, very edgy, but I, would never, I wouldn't wear them out, you know, to walk around the park or something like that. They are for work purposes only um, yeah. so that they stay as clean as possible and, and, and smart and, you know, not scuffed or anything. They're not for running or anything like that. Um, and, and I'll wear them probably, you know, with smart trousers or jeans and, but only for a specific type of client. And usually that is a SaaS company or a fintech one. Um, however, now this is a funny thing. So I went to a panel event a few years ago um, and, and I actually was meeting someone beforehand. I dressed up in a bright red dress, nice pencil cut, very smart, elegant um, and stiletto heels, which is what I used to wear a lot of the time. And I turned up and everyone was in ripped jeans and T-shirts and blazers. And I felt so out of place. And I think I was more aware of the fact that I just felt 
Like I <laughs> stuck out and not in a great way. Yes. Um, like I didn't fit in. Yeah, you were and overdressed. Yeah. yeah, I felt really self-conscious, really self-conscious. And um, it wasn't long after that, that then I was invited to another event, which was a, a fundraiser. It was, um, it was, it was with a banking company and finance company. And so I thought, okay, we'll go a bit mixed. So I put black jeans on, uh, a nice top and boots. And I got there and everyone was in like three piece <laughs> suits and beautiful dresses. And I was thinking, oh, no, <laughs> I've really not hit the mark again. So um, I suppose my question is, is how do we find that balance of bringing who we are um, and fitting in? And then I'd love to hear about the psychology element that you're just talking about. Well, I, I always ask three questions before I go anywhere. Who's going to be there? So what's your audience? Mm -hmm. Whether it's a picnic or a corporate event, who's going to be there? What's the weather going to be doing? Because there's no point turning up, you know, in stilettos if, it's, if you're going to be walking across a, a, a lawn. Um, and, and what's the environment I'm in? And how do, you, how do you want people to leave? What do you want, what do you want your image to say about you when you walk into a room? Your personal brand, this is a Jeff Bezos quote, your personal brand is what people say about you when you've left the room. So what do you want to leave behind? Now, I agree that you, you need to have impact. So people need to see you, particularly women. Women tend to be less visible than men. I really work hard with my female clients to make them understand that they need to have impact and they need to have visibility. And often they need to exaggerate that slightly when they're in a room full of men so that they can be seen if they're not seen they'll not be heard if they're not heard they'll not be valued so being visible is really important so for me for women particularly I ask them to wear some impact color which is exactly what you've just talked about and um, it's the pinks the reds oranges yellows the highly visual colors the colors we see first when we walk into a room that's, 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 and that's very, very important, particularly for women. Um, the smart casual piece, it's very easy to up what you're wearing or to reduce. I mean, if you had changed your stilettos for trainers, you probably would have felt an awful lot more comfortable in that situation, just by changing one thing. Similarly, if you change a puffer jacket for a blazer, you can change one item and you can immediately elevate what you're wearing into something different. And so it's often a good idea to have a couple of pieces in your car or in your bag, as long as they don't look too, you know, like you're carrying luggage everywhere, that you can quickly elevate your look, add a necklace, add your earrings, put on your lipstick. Or similarly, remove your necklace, you know, casual, make everything a bit more casual. For a man, it's as simple as putting on a jacket, buttoning up the shirt and, and adding a tie, or not even. The opposite is true. If you ever watched Barack Obama, he moved from formal to casual really quickly, but he never changed his clothes. All he ever did was he took off his jacket, he took off his tie, opened a shirt button or two and rolled up his sleeves. And you can see he visibly relaxed and the people around him visibly relaxed and the smiles appeared. And it's amazing when you do that, the, the action you give out gives back the same, you know, to every action there's an equal and opposite reaction. 
that happens. If you give out a relaxed appearance, you will get relaxed back, um, if you know what I mean. But if you become a bit more formal, people will tend to behave more formally around you. So um, I always say, check those three things before you go. Ask what the dress code is. Find out how people did it the last time they were at a similar event. Always ask. There's no harm in asking. Or look at the company website and see what the photographs show. What do people show? Or spy. You know, go to, they'll go to the company. Watch them walking into work before you turn up for an interview. Watch the people walking in and see what they're wearing. That's what I, that's what I would suggest. It's really, it's really uncomfortable. It knocks your confidence big time when you're either overdressed or underdressed. It's, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> the feeling is is that you're just not fitting in or you're not you don't belong it's that that was the I know for me that was the overwhelming feeling of oh I, I don't belong here I'm yeah. like an outcast outsider <laughs> yeah yeah and um, that's horrible it's horrible to feel excluded or to ex- have excluded yourself not on purpose but that's a horrible feeling well it's funny isn't it because in a way we've both just said but you do actually need to stand out to make an impact. You do. Um, there's wanting to belong, but there's also then standing out. So okay, there's having an impact, and there's and there's being distracting. So often, if the clothes walk into the room before the person, then the clothes are doing all the talking. Then you won't hear the person. So clothes should never be distracting. Clothes should always enhance what's going on on your face or in your head and shoulders. You know. So if you're ever listening to the news or watching the weather and you actually haven't heard what the person has said you go to the end of the bulletin and you think I don't know what the headlines were because the clothes have been so distracting you haven't been able to focus on the message so it's really important that the clothes aren't so distracting that you can't focus on the message and that's often what you see when you see the column inches in the newspaper when people are criticizing what somebody has worn they actually haven't heard what that person went in that room to say because the clothes have done all the talking. And it's so unfair, isn't it? It's, it's, it's oh, a, completely. a horrible it's completely judgmental unfair. space. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We do it. We all do it. And that's back to your, your other question, which was about, you know, your first impressions. We judge whether we like it or not. We are primed. Our brain has been primed to judge since we were caves men because you had to very quickly figure out whether somebody was a friend or a foe and that's what you're doing so first impressions count and people will say oh I don't judge but we do we do I mean I I remember listening to Deborah Meaden I think it was on Graham Norton and she said she has to very consciously make an effort not to judge based on the appearance and she has to stop herself and she finds she has had to practice that over time so that she can hear what they have to say first before she makes any you know, assumptions about people. And that's very hard to do. Very hard to do. That is, oh, do you know what? That's so right. And especially as so many of us know Deborah Meaden from Dragon's Den mm. and where you get a few moments. And I've, I've worked with entrepreneurs who are pitching for investment. And um, especially with technology, then you get some, you know, a CTO who is, who is, you know, actually they've been in either a lab or working on software, you know, the classic kind of Mark Zuckerberg's or um, oh, yeah. now I'm trying to think, Steve Wozniak's, um, who were usually the ones locked up in front of a computer somewhere <laughs> rather than the front man. But they do have to come out and be able to make an impression because you're actually asking for people's money and yes. trust and, yes. um, and faith and belief yes. uh, in terms of your concept. And what you Which develop. is why financial people, people who work in finance, 
tend to be the most formal because when you're more formal, you build people's trust. Mm. If you had a policeman stop you in the street and he was wearing a hoodie and tracksuit bottoms, I mean, there's just no hope in high heaven that you're ever going to respond to that person or have respect. You're just not because the uniform and the authority isn't there. When you have somebody in uniform or in a suit and tie or in a jacket and shirt, you will listen to that person more quickly. And the psychology is that when, when, a, when you go into a room full of people and somebody is dressed more formally than the others, all the decisions would be deferred to that person if you don't know the seniority of the people in that room. Because they look like they know what they're talking about. They look the most senior. Whether they are or not, it's irrelevant. Based on a first impression, that's what we do. Wow. So very much the psychology is very much like the prince and the pauper, you know, the swapping the dress clothes um, over and you're just going to, we're just going to make assumptions. And and as you say, there's a balance between then making, making that first initial snap uh, assessment. And then as, as you were saying with Deborah Meaden, it's really then working hard as for you to really look at other people and go beyond that then. So it's just opening the door. Would you say that's right? Yes, but I like my clients to take control of those assumptions so they're not left to chance. Really, you don't want to leave those to chance because then you have to work really, really hard. If you make a negative first impression with somebody, you have to have eight positive relationships or eight positive things with that person in order to get back to a starting point. So you have to work really, really hard. What I would like my clients to do is have made the really good first impression so that they're already, they're already on, 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 you know, they're already away, they're, they're running. If, you know, they don't have to do that groundwork because it's already done based on what they look like. So, so you know, we were mentioning earlier about the lipstick. Um, yes. <laughs> um, was that a color psychology that you're about to share or? Oh, there's a, there's a whole history towards about the, the, the details we add to our clothes. And there's a history about dressing for your station, dressing above your station, dressing below your station. And it all goes, it goes way back to medieval times. If you ever read Canterbury Tales, they, um, the merchant dressed rich so that people understood, assumed that he was doing well when he wasn't. So he added mink and ermine. There are details that we add to our clothes which make us look like we are more important in inverted commas than we are or look like we know more than we do often. You can become, you can be perceived as being more credible. Um, And those are all, and and one of those details is lipstick, earrings, a necklace, a tie, lapels on your jacket, shirt on, a collar on your shirt, um, buttons even, uh, your watch, your bracelet, your rings, your cufflinks, all of those little details elevate your look and you look like you're dressing above your station. The more of those details you have on, it goes way back, way back. And there was a law in the medieval times called sumptuary law, sumptuary code, which disallowed you. You weren't allowed to dress above your station because if you did, you were fined. So, oh, wow. I didn't yeah, know Yeah, and you were fined quite heavily. And we're, while we're not fined today, you know, there isn't a lord of the sumptuaries going around saying you're above your station, you're above your station. But if you were dressing above your rank in society, you were fined. However, we are often fined if we, if somebody, if we make the wrong impression, if we don't get the deal, if we don't get the, 
client, if we don't get the bank loan, whatever it is we're trying to do, um, you know, we are still fine and or we don't get the date based on sometimes how we show up. So, and, and, and the psychology of lipstick is that it, it frames what you say. You will perceive, you will be perceived to be more credible and competent and trustworthy when you're wearing it than when you're not. Wow, I'm definitely never going to let lose my <laughs> lipstick again and I love that you said in terms of like so for those of you listening on the podcast later on uh, Maria's almost described what I'm wearing I've got lipstick on I've got earrings I've got a necklace on uh, I've got my watch on um, I never I, I've, I used to really love wearing bracelets but because I'm usually recording they jangle, the jangle. Um, yeah so I sadly I, I haven't worn bracelets in ages um, which I really enjoyed wearing before but uh, so it's really funny. It's, it's, all of these things do really add up. And I mean, there's a reason why we wear jewellery and a reason why we, we have all of these designs. And sometimes I think we don't, we forget what emphasis they have. And very, very, very subtle. You don't have to go overboard with them. Yeah. Um, a watch, for example, the, the message you're sending out when you're wearing a watch is that I value your time. Oh, Wow really powerful but so and but it's a very simple thing to do put on your watch i mean so half the time my watch doesn't even work i never i can't see it because i because i need to wear glasses so i can't see it but but i always put it on your belt um protects your gut it's where you carry your ammunition and so you know a belt is if you don't have your belt on you're going in without your without your armory without your armor and sometimes your jacket is your coat of armor so you're going in unprotected if you don't have those pieces on very, very subtle. But the psychology, when we show people photographs of men or women with all their details on and without, the, the research will bring back that people with their details will be deemed to be more trustworthy, more credible, more competent, more flexible, more successful. And, and you're not, you know, they don't have to be rich things. You don't have to be, be uh, rich to add all of those details you know they're just you just need to put them on it's very very simple very simple way to up and upgrade and elevate how you how you're perceived really this is all so fascinating and there's so many things that I want to delve into and I have so many questions now <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just aware of what the time is so we're gonna have to maybe I'll, I'll go back because I'm, I'm my mind is buzzing with all sorts of things okay one more piece of psychology is that your brain reacts to how you show up also so if you show up I mean this was really apparent when we ever whenever we started working from home they were going to work in their pajamas when you dress with intent, your brain will be more intentional on your day than when you don't. So what should we be thinking of? Because I have to admit, I have struggled with this. I was saying earlier, I like to wear bright colors. I'm, I got quite well known. I had, I had a, a conference organizer who um, always knew that I'd usually turn up in brightly colored trousers or culottes. Um, and usually a, a dark top of some sort. And of course, that has not helped me in a virtual world. Because <laughs> oh, you need no to switch is... that around, don't yeah. you? And I had to really look at my wardrobe and go, oh my gosh, I've got all these dark and white tops and I've got a white background, so otherwise I just blend in. Um, so what should we be thinking about in, a vir in virtual meetings? And we are going to have more meetings like this, hybrid events, conferences, um, 
really important meetings where we need to show up. Now, I often speak about in terms of the, the framing and the video and the lighting and things like that. But what about what we're wearing and how we're showing up? Well, we, we call it above the keyboard dressing. So you are, and you are a postage stamp size on somebody else's computer. So you really need to make it work. Um, I opted for neutral today, um, but normally I would go for one of my reds, one of my oranges, one of my yellows. And if it's a very formal event, I would put a jacket on as well. Um, and, and it's back to the detail that we talked about when we were, when we were talking about some yeah, the more details you can add above the, above the camera, above the keyboard, the better, the more authority you have and the more impact you have and the more you will be seen. I need people to be visible. You need to be visible. So you're right, the brighter colors, be careful that you don't overdo it because when we go into too much color, we, we, we are perceived as clownish because clowns wear lots and lots of bright colors. So you, you might need to balance it with some neutrals. So if you're wearing a bright top and it's a very formal event, put on a neutral color jacket. Um, but have some impact somewhere. I usually up the vibrancy of my lipsticks, back to lipstick point, I, I always wear earrings. Check your glasses fit in with you and your personality because they're big, they frame your face. Um, so yeah, just make sure that from the shoulders, your, your chest up is visible and impactful. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing this. Um, guys, I hope you found this as interesting as I have, because uh, especially from the historic point of view of what we've built in. And I, I, you know, I was thinking about in terms of then cultures and bringing in uh, our, our different um, our backgrounds and cultures and ethnicities. I know, I know a couple of amazing women um, with African heritage and they wear these incredible prints colors. and colors. And it's so wonderful. And how I'm, and the relevance of that because it hasn't mm. it really is an identity uh, mm. of of and and bringing that all together is I I feel a really wonderful thing. So maybe that's a different conversation for later. So, what would you say three key points are then to take away from this? Be authentic. Mm -hmm. Be true to you. If you show up in somebody else's clothes, dressed as somebody something you're not, you people will see through that very quickly. That's the very first thing. So understand how you connect your personality to what you wear on the outside. Um, be visible, number two. It's very important, particularly for women, very important, because with that, you will get the confidence to stand up and be heard. So um, be authentic, be visible, be valued. Value you. If you value you, that you, can, that you deserve the good, the good stuff, that you deserve to show up well, then you will get that value back. Incredible. Where can we find out more about you? And uh, yeah, where do we find you? Well, House of Colour is a franchise that's based in the UK. I'm in, I'm in Ireland, so I'm the Irish consultant, but we have consultants all over the UK. So if you go to houseofcolour.co.uk, put in your postcode, you will find your closest consultant. Um, it's a hugely worthy, I mean, I would say that because I work there, but it's a hugely worthy investment. You will find it transformational, you will find it empowering, and you have no idea where it will bring you. Brilliant. And, and just for anyone outside of the UK as well, is that same it? thing, houseofcolor.com. There we have consultants across the world, uh, a lot of them in the US. We have a big business in the USA. 
um, but you'll find them pretty much everywhere. And if you don't get in touch with me, Maria Matlin, and I will find one for you. We Lovely. do a lot of styling. We do a lot of virtual. Mm. We, the colour, if you, you see the colour wheel behind me, for those of you in the podcast, you won't. But colour analysis, we don't do online because you can't do it accurately. But we do do all of the other. We, we understand your personality. We can do all of that piece virtually. So everyone, do find Maria. She's on LinkedIn as well. So um, it's Maria Macklin, and I'll put the details in the show notes for you so that you've got them there. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, You're most welcome. Incredible. <laughs> uh, I have one little thing that I'd like to share with you. Next week over on LinkedIn, I am going to be doing a 12 days of Christmas presents um, and that means that every day I'm going to be releasing a short video about how you can be more present and have presents as you move into the new year so I'm going to be delivering some really incredible uh, advice and coaching for you to help you so do tune in or you can head over to the Facebook group which is Ambition to Impact and there you're going to see the videos in there as well so they'll all be available for you and um, we might put some up here on the show as well. I hope you enjoyed the episode and the show just a reminder that if you do love the podcast so far and there's much to come much more to come um, then please do subscribe and if you're on iTunes then can you click on the show and scroll down and leave a review preferably a good one that would be great I'd also love to hear from you so if you have any questions at all about your impact and confidence or you want to have a discussion get in touch with me you can find me over on LinkedIn at Alexandra Bombanet or at uh, ambition to impact but also on my website which is www.speakingambition I always love to hear from you guys and what you like I'm going to be having some more interviews with um, people in position in finance roles in the new year so do stay tuned and do get in touch if you have an idea for a show that you'd really like to be covered or for an episode that you think would be helpful for, for either for you or for your team in fact Thank you for listening and have a great rest of the week.